Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. Today we are continuing in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. We've been going through Hebrews chapter 12 for a few weeks now as we walk through the Lenten season. If you have not been listening, I highly recommend going back and listening. I pray that these have been encouraging. And if you don't have time, it's fine to listen to today's podcast as a standalone. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. Whew, praise God. I don't know about you, but I continue to get giddy excited when I read these words. Today we are focusing on endured the cross. And I talked a little bit yesterday about what a cross was. And I'm sure a lot of you, when you hear the words cross, you can picture a cross in your head. But I don't think that we truly understand the level of incredible torture that the cross really was. And when you when I looked it up in the Greek, it really does translate as a cross (laughs) but one of the things it said was it's a well-known instrument and most of most cruel and ignominious punishment I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that word right but I bet that means something really bad (laughs) basically it's a well-known instrument of most cruel punishment borrowed by the Greeks and Romans from the Phoenicians and it says for the guiltiest criminals particularly the basest of enslaved people robbers, authors and abettors of insurrections. Ooh, it's just, oh, and sometimes even peaceable people. It's just such a horrible way to die. If you're not familiar with what it means to die on the cross, you literally suffocate to death. What they do is they nail you by your hands and your feet. There's a lot of argument about whether the nails are really in your hands and your feet or whether it's in your wrists and your ankles. But either way, I can't even imagine having nails driven through my flesh and affixing me to a piece of wood and the wood was rough and scratchy and also Jesus was flogged like he was his flesh was ripped open on his back and his blood had already been draining out so he was already weakened in his humanity Um, and so they nailed him up on that cross and as you're hanging on the cross you can't breathe because your body is like pushing down on your diaphragm which is the muscle that moves back and forth when you breathe and so you have to literally like pull yourself up now mind you you're hanging by nails that are holding your hands that's how you're attached to this cross it's lifted up in the air and you're you're using whatever little strength you have left to lift yourself up catch a breath as you like drop back down i can't even imagine the magnitude of suffering that is involved in being crucified on a cross but when we think about Jesus's willingness, and yesterday we talked about how he looked at this as joy because of his love for us. When we think about his willingness to go through this suffering for our forgiveness of our sins, it gets me so inspired to want to live a life that's pleasing to him. So what does the cross mean to you and how does it help you or inspire you? And we're going to pause and reflect on that and be right back. I hope that as we paused and reflected that it was helpful. I think about 
when I really, really, truly meditate on what the cross actually was like, what it meant to be crucified, what Jesus actually went through, first of all, I usually feel really badly for the dumb stuff I'm upset about. Because <laughs> even if it's huge in my world, even if it's horrible in my world, um, when it's personal to me, I'm not talking about like the world's horrible stuff because there's a lot of that going on right now. But I mean like the personal things, the personal attacks on me, what's happening in my personal life. Um, I feel like I don't need to make a big deal out of those things. And I feel inspired to want to do better, to manage my emotions, to count it all joy, to be more prayerful and more aware of how Jesus is at work in the situations in my life. And so I don't need to be upset. I don't need to be angry. I don't need to feel, I don't know, depressed. And so those are just some of the things that I think of when I think of the cross and some of the ways that I'm inspired by the cross. But the other thing I wanted to talk about is this idea that he endured the cross, that he went through it. And so the Greek word for endured, it actually means to remain, like isn't to wait behind and to not run away. It also means to persevere under misfortunes and trials or to bear bravely and calmly ill treatments. And so I think about how Jesus endured the cross. Like he could have gotten off that cross at any point. He could have gone all the way to the cross, gotten have one had them put one nail through one side of him and been like, "Yeah, I'm out of here. Forget this." And he could have just supernaturally removed himself from the situation. We know he had supernaturally removed himself from other situations in the Bible, and we also know he was fully man and fully God. But He submitted himself to enduring, to suffering through this, to staying in the midst of the situation because he knew that God had a greater plan, because he knew it was the only way for us to be saved from our sins. So I pray that whatever you're going through during this Lenten season, during this month of March, during your life as you listen to this podcast, whenever you listen, I pray that the cross and Jesus' crucifixion on that cross will mean more to you than salvation. Don't get me wrong, salvation is incredibly important and the number one priority, obviously. But as we live our day-to-day holiest hot mess lives, I really want the cross to inspire us to rest in Jesus, to trust in Jesus, to recognize that we have someone who adores us, who is willing to go through the ultimate excruciating, humiliating experience for us. And how much more so should we be forgiving and loving and kind to the unforgivable and unlivable and horribly unkind people in our lives? Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you and praise you for who you are, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, help us as we live our holiest, hot mess lives to continue to be mindful of Jesus enduring that cross. Help us to be mindful of how, because of you, Jesus, because of you living inside us through your Holy Spirit, we have the power to be kind and gentle to those who seek to destroy us. We have the power to make the choice to choose joy and love and the fruit of the Spirit no matter what is happening to us or around us. Help us to be bold and courageous in you. Help us to be agents of change, Lord God, and help us to do it in a loving manner that edifies others and glorifies you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. God bless you. I pray this was a blessing for you. I pray that you would like, share, and subscribe, and that you'll come back to hear more tips and strategies on how to live your holiest hot mess life. God bless. Thank you.